Hey, we sound crazy listeners. This is your boy, Bacon from Macon. And in honor of her new album, B7, we're talking all things Brandy. Sit back and relax, and let's go. Brandy, yeah. welcome to another episode of We Sound Crazy. It's Fillionaire who has arrived in the building. I want to and I want to make the let the record reflect. I was here early, waiting on all the three other people. <laughs> we was here. We was just watching the Temptations. We were watching, we were watching the Temptations movie. Claude Kelly's in the building as well. Chuck Harmony is definitely in the building. And Bacon from Macon is in the building. And it's full blown brandemonium here. We sound crazy. Yes. B7. B7. B7 is out right now. So, Tomorrow we know what's on your playlist. Yes. All 15 tracks. All 15 tracks. Oh, B7. Wow. Yeah. But what we're doing here today is celebrating the talent, the gift, mastery of Brandy Norwood. Yes. So that y'all can understand how great the artist is that you're listening to when you listen to B7. Yeah. Because it comes with a lot of history and a lot of hard work. So without further ado, y'all ready to get into this? Yeah. Let's, Let's get, get it. into it. Boom. We sound crazy. I would like to get to know if I could be the kind of girl that you could be down for. Cause when I look at you, I feel something tell me that you're the kind of guy that I should make a move on. Brandy. Oh, Brandy. Oh, Brandy. Be rocker. Shout out to Keith Crouch, man. That's a classic. Classic. He don't get credit enough for that first album. He don't. Yeah. Because those, <clears throat> those are some sounds. That was groundbreaking. Groundbreaking, yeah. bro. That was... That kicked not. in the door. Well, still we know we got not. B7 out right yeah. now. Brandy's seventh. You took Dude, his, you, you played some B1. B1. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're on B7. B7. Shout out to Brandy Norwood. Yeah, man. The vocal bible. She's a, she's introduced a lot of sounds over her career. You know yes, what I'm saying? and and is like 
with each album, she pushes herself vocally, and there's always there's something different with each album. What would you do if you're alone? What would you think about me? I know it's something wrong with you on my mind all the time. It is what it is. Feeling crazy. Wanna be with me deep down, deep down. You can feel that you can't help it, baby. I'll give you this. What's up, y'all? This is Bacon from Bacon again. Now, in honor of Brandy, who better to talk about Brandy than her mom, Miss Sonia Bates Norwood? Check it out. Hello? Sonia Norwood. Yes, sir. You're sitting here with Fillionaire, your, your, your family. I feel like I'm an extended member of the Norwood family. You are. I, you are. Chuck Harmony. Claude Kelly and Timon Bacon. Hi, you guys. Hey, hey. hello, hello, hey, hey. Miss Norwood. It's a pleasure. So, Sonia, mm. Timon to my left has, upon arrival, been talking all things B7. Mm. Okay. B7, he is dissected the album. He he is he lo- he loves Brandon. Let me start. So you met Timon. Oh, that's good. We, we, <laughs> that's a good start, right? <laughs> good we, start. We, so when we you got so BMI last year, Brandy was honored by BMI. As like mm-hmm. a trailblazer under the legend, the big legend award. So Timon mm-hmm. was the gentleman who you met backstage when I walked back with the, the, introducing the brand, took okay. photos. So you met him, and I may even have a photo I have to send to you. But Timon loves the Norwood family, so we gonna. Oh, uh, thank you. But today is about B seven. Yeah, B seven. The B seven. The B seven. Oh, the B seven, Timon. No, this B seven. B seven. A hashtag B seven. Yeah. No, just it's B seven. Brandy seven, seventh album, seventh I, completion. We we know we we know that you you're so much a part of the process. How does it feel to finally release something that that that's been eight years in the making? Is, is that right? Eight years in the making. Well, you know, I think what it is is like every day, like when you start a project and you look at the distance of what it should take to get done, and then when you don't meet that particular deadline and then you see a you know another date it's like it just it becomes oh my god so far out there and then when you finally get close it's like oh we're we're getting there we're getting there and then when the final hours drop it's like you know we're in the what do you call the gate we're in the gate and in a minute the gun is going to go off and the, and you know it's out of our hands at that point it, that that felt great but it also f- reminded you of all the the entire journey that you've been on for the last past two and a half years of obstacles detours you know negativity not the right song you know not vocally ready just so many different things that you you have to face and then from a mother's perspective you have to look at faces and see disappointments and you know just going through various things and then losing LaShawn and you know just all of those things and you have to just figure out oh there is a 
into this somewhere and it's got to be a God element to this. And Brandy's the kind of artist that you, she has to have it right. And it took her a while because of a lot of things that she was going through personally and, you know, and finding her sound and, you know, and all of those sort of things. And then word about it being leaked. And, oh, I tell you, I, I, I don't even know how to feel about it today. Crazy. So, Son, you've been with your kids from the very beginning. <laughs> we mm-hmm. had we had Matthew Knowles on a few weeks ago. Someone, yes, I respect him. By the way, no, I know you do. I know you do. I respect his work. Yes, yeah. I know you all. You two work together during the sanctuary period uh, with Ray J's right. One Wish and everything. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I'm just curious, like going back to the childhood of Brandy. Like, mm-hmm. when did you recognize? Well, and let's say Brandy and Ray J. When did you recognize that that passion, that gift, that talent? I'm just curious. Well, you know, you, you, you know, parents like, you know, we just sort of like you pay attention to everything that your child do around the house. And when they go out into their environment and you try to see the things that they are interested in and those things that they are interested in. And you sort of test it like if it's baseball, if it's drill team, you know, you allow them to explore those areas of their lives. And then when a week later they still don't like it, then you move on to something else. But in terms of, you know, talent and singing, Brandy was early on at two with her being able to sing. She started her first solo at church at two. Ray was a little bit apprehensive about singing. He wanted to do other things and I don't think he really understood that he could really sing until a little bit later on. But Brandy knew early that she could sing and she was just a singing bird around the house. But you don't just say, oh, my child is going to be this, that, because growing up where we were and being in Carson, you know, you're just going on with regular life. It's like a regular job. It's like a regular this. You take your kids to the sporting, you know, to do sports and do uh, charitable things and parks and stuff like that. But you do pay attention to what they're interested in and you sort of like help them to decide and develop any more interest in it. And if not, then you just move on to something else. And that's what we did. So it was really nothing that we said, oh, Brandy's going to be in the music business and, you know, nothing like that. Mm. So you didn't know she was the vocal Bible back then. You didn't know so. Of course not. It's like, <laughs> what? Didn't even know she was a vocal Bible. It's like, you know, she sung so much around the house. It was just so much singing around. And I'm I'm really the one that can't sing. And it's like, she's singing, Ray J's singing, Ray Sr. is singing. It's like, Jesus, I'm just around here mm. and I can't sing a note. So, so <laughs> you're the only one in the family that can't sing because Ray Sr. can sing, Ray Jr., Willie Jr. can sing, and also, of course, Brand. Like, so. Yeah. You can't sing. How do, like, wait a minute now. I can carry a note. <laughs> <laughs> don't get I mean, it if somebody tells me to hit a soprano part, I mean, I can probably hit that note kind of good. But, you know, to get put me someplace in the, on a mic and put me on stage somewhere, it's like they tell me, no, nah, man, that's not going to work. Man, you just it's OK, man. You don't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 you're, you're the glue that holds it all together. Someone got to be the glue. Sonya is the glue. Like, Someone's got to but, be the let glue. Me tell you, let me tell you. Somebody had to learn how to do the business. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's the most Absolutely. important part to me. It's right. like, okay, I can't sing, but I'll take care of y'all's business. We so crazy. Speaking of business, it's, it's so impressive to see Ray J go from artist to formidable businessman. 
Did you see that when he was growing up, that he was going to grow up to be a businessman? Well, Ray has always been sort of like a daredevil. And, you know, he's always been exploring. I think he spent quite a bit of time with my father when they would go down during the summer. Mm. And I, I'm sure they had great conversations because my father was a business person, too. And so he's always had that uh, inkling to want to own something. You know, that was one of the reasons why he didn't go into a label business because he felt like, damn, if I'm going to make a mistake and my career is going to be on the line of, you know, for, because of other people, then I need to, I should be the one to make that mistake. And then I don't have anybody to blame for it. And so he just decided to do it in, to go independent. Mm. But then he explored into technology. And when he started with the Scooty bike, that was a very scary moment with Raytronics because he was really investing his own money mm. in that. And, 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 you know, and before I knew it, he already had contacted the people and tried to, you know, buy the bikes and, you know, and all this. And I'm saying, brother, what's going on with the business side of this? So, you know, we had to get that straight. And so it just, he just began to blossom into finding creative ways to make money outside of music, mm. you know, even though he loves music, but it's, it's secondary, I think, to what he's, to his creative process and finding ways to make money. Crazy. Sonia, this is Claude Kelly. I want to say, while we have your attention, that I'm a songwriter. I've been songwriting for over 15 years. And mm -hmm. Ray J is my entrance into the music business. Wow. I was in living in New York and writing all over the place and trying to get my foot in the door. This is before I had any placements with anyone at the time. And Ray J gave me a shot. I, I, I worked on the remix for One Wish. And it was like actually, when, back to then when, you, when the remix was actually a whole new song. You had to actually go over a whole new song. So mm -hmm. I spent two or three days in the studio with him. And, and that remix, with, I think it was with DJ Clue, was the jumpstart of a lot of attention from record labels and from artists. That's beautiful. Every time I see him, I, I show him a lot of love because I, you have to remember the people that gave you a shot when no, no one else would. I think that he's done that for a whole lot of people. If I were to list the names of the people that he's been instrumental in helping to get started, you know, it would be a long list of names. But he's just never been one that, you know, that um, has to have that credit, I guess you might say. Or, you know, he does it out of kindness without having to want something from it, you know, and, and, uh, so that's a good thing, but I, you know, he's getting smarter and smarter and, and, and doing his thing now and developing his tech business. And he's got the Raycon earbuds and, you know, other few things that he's doing. I, I admire him not giving up on things. I encourage him to explore, to risk, to be a risk taker. You know, it's okay to, to invest some money, but don't, you know, don't put all your money in, you know, in every basket. And I'm there for him. If he, you know, if he falls, I'm there for him. But I, I basically do the business part. I don't get off into the, you know, the front end of being out there where I'm seen, but I, I do have a major part that I play in, in their business because there's so many people are here celebrating for the album. So I'm gonna move over, but it's just so many <laughs> faulty people out there that you really just can't trust anybody these days. Crazy. I'm gonna blow your phone up in case there 
is no tomorrow And I won't let you go Like there's no tomorrow I'm gon' blow your phone up in case There is no tomorrow And I won't let you go Like there's no tomorrow You've managed not only your children, Brandy and Ray J, but you work with like Silk. Seven oh two. Like, what is a, a big lesson you would offer to aspiring managers or new managers in the business? Like, what what would you share? What wisdom could you share for them? Well, one, I would tell them that it's it's that they need to know the artist that they're going to work with. Like, you just shouldn't decide to manage somebody because you think that they have great potentials. I think knowing the character of the person is important and, and understanding that today they are this way, but tomorrow they'll be another. And I also think that you need to check out their family because family is going to be important. I think you should spend time with family because even managing the artist doesn't mean that you won't be managing the family. Family because at a certain level of success, you're going to have to deal with them too. Mm -hmm. And I just think character is important. The same way that I would do with a, a, an artist that was about to sign to a manager. I think it's really important that you spend time getting to know somebody. So because what they did for one person, they can't do for you. They may not do for you. That's and then good. on the other hand, I would also suggest that if there were were if if I had to change a thing about the industry, it would be if a person drove up to me in a in a jalopy, <laughs> you know, bent up, mm. and that's how they came in to visit, you know, to get a deal and got a deal. Then they would ride around in that for a while before I start sending cars and you know and and sending room service and all that because that stuff messes with your head and it changes the dynamics. Mm. And before you know it, these are all demands rather than, you know, what the purpose is, the image, is the image of it. But it doesn't mean it should change your attitude. You shouldn't change your attitude and you think you've arrived now so mm. you can start pe treating people any kind of way. Ooh, That's good. Ooh, so wow. many gems in there. We sound crazy. Sony, what's your favorite song on B7? I Am More. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm that. <laughs> <laughs> that is me. <laughs> I love you more, more than a friend, my friend, my So we got to get you back in a larger like episode because when I tell you, you got so much wisdom, so much. but you've also managed some great artists, of course your kids, 
but also right. beyond. So we, we got to get you back, man, because you got so much in you, like some legendary just. Well, you should produce my podcast, Phil. What's your problem? You should produce a podcast for me. It's like you and I have been friends forever and a day. You know, I was there when you got started, all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I'm, very, I'm very good at helping other people. Like I can I can go to distance in helping people that I just like my kids. I, I give my heart and soul there. But when it comes to doing things for myself, I just don't have the the I don't know where with all of the courage to do it. I think because I've been beat down by industry people for so long to make me feel like I'm not important or people don't want to hear what I have to say. And, you know, coming through a time when women were not all that um, important and we, we still work in a male dominated industry, but you know how people labeled me as being this, that, and the third. And, you know, so after a while of taking those kind of hits, you know, you sort of go to a place and say, OK, well, I'm not going to be seen, but you'll hear me or you'll see me through the work that I do. And that's how I've done it. But it doesn't mean that I don't have a host of information to give. And I'm going to always watch out for my kids. We so crazy. I don't have a question. I just have to say that I really as a fan of Brandy since 90, since the Thea days, I really appreciate how. The team really, you can just tell the team rallied together to figure out a creative way to roll this project out, like even in the midst of a pandemic. Like Brandy has been everywhere. Like every time I log on to, because I search Brandy all the time on YouTube, like the algorithm just sends me different videos or different interviews that she's participating in. And it's just been amazing to watch. So I just kind of wanted to commend you and your team for just really rolling out this record. Well, if I may say, I would like to be able to say that there, you know, that we've had help. It's like there's been Maverick and Ryan and Greg Thompson and Sal with Sal Cole, you know, that that team. We've had Bon Alvarez that, that has worked on the side of Brandy's label, brand new entertainment. And then we had the, um, the E1 a group of people that's working on this and then, you know, again, it's so many transitions have mm-hmm. happened from the beginning to the end of this record. You you have so many people that you want to thank and all of this stuff. But at the end of the day, the most important thing was the courage of Brandy to release. It didn't make yeah. any difference about whether you're number one or yeah. whether, you know, you're going to be around forever. It was the courage for her to come back eight years later to release a record. And that was the biggest stumbling block that we had to overcome. Mm-hmm. Can you do that? that yeah we know you can sing we know you can do this but can you put it down and can you release that that was the the most encouraging part of this project is that she got the courage to release it and in my opinion she did it like yes amazingly so amazing yes crazy yo we sound crazy listeners b7 b7 The, the new release from brandy I don't even need to say a last name. The vocal Bible. The Vocal Bible. Yes. It's out right now. <laughs> it's out right now. Sonia Norwood. Yes. Thank it's you. It's out right now. It's yeah. out. It's <laughs> out right. Sonia, I love you. You are my friend. I thank you. I celebrate you. The whole Norwood thank family. You. I love y'all, man. For real. Like, Thank you. We, we love you guys, too. And we so appreciate everybody. Yes. Thank you. Congratulations. So, Sonia, when that, we can get back to the new normal of traveling and you're in Nashville you must come see your family at the Absolutely. We Sound Crazy podcast. But we're gonna call you back. We need a Sonya Norwood only episode because you got so much wisdom. Well, kill me up and let me let me know when. 
You guys don't want you. You know what? Nobody wants a piece of me because nobody really wants the truth of the industry. Oh no, we want it. We, we want, want it. it. We want we it. No, that. people don't want the truth. They don't want the truth. Lord knows they don't want the truth, <laughs> and that's and that's why I'm not called on to speak a lot because I'm going to give you the truth. Well, we're going to call on you. We're we going to call it Sonya. We had Matthew Knowles on a few weeks ago, and he dropped a lot of gems on us. And I know you respect him professionally. <laughs> oh, that. Was- I remember Matt says we were talking and somebody says, well, where's the book? We we, we were going to uh, try to get teach a session and someone was saying, well, what book were you? He says, why do we, we don't need a book. We are the book. Right. <laughs> Y'all are the book. Y'all are the Thanks. book. Yep. Y'all are the book. Yeah. So, you know what? I love you. Thank you so much. We love sound crazy. Dearly. We celebrate okay. you. B7 out right now. Streaming everywhere. We sound crazy. Check out this cut from B6. What you yelling for? Already? Since we all are aware of B Rocka, yes? Mm-hmm. Yes. And now there are seven to choose from. I'm curious to know what everyone's favorite Brandy album is, period. Ooh. Favorite album? You only can only pick one. I mean, of course, I, I'm going to go album Full Moon, but if I'm going song... Okay. If I'm going song... Because Full Moon is the album. That's your My favorite, favorite album. It's Full Moon. But favorite song from Brandy. Yes. I love this song. Kenny Edmonds. Yeah. Yeah, from the Waiting Exhale soundtrack, Brandy. Man, that's good. Sitting up in my room. That probably is my favorite. It's so many great songs in that catalog, but I love I like that. Sitting favorite, up in my room. Favorite album, favorite song. Chuck, what about you? Favorite album, favorite song. <clears throat> my favorite album is her Ooh. first album. Brandy, B1. B1. The B1, I guess that <laughs> B1. It's technically B1. B1, yeah. B1, you know, that was, that, I think that was the beginning. That was, that was the, they laid the, the framework for what, what, what the book Bible would become. So that's true. I, lo- I love all the songs on that album, but my favorite song is actually produced by Warren Campbell. Ooh. He is. He is? He will. He shall. <laughs> 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 yeah, but I, I mean that that song as as a as a person that loves music but grew up in church and so un- understanding the, the, the gospel element that went with that. R and B element. It was just come wow. on, come on, Warren. I think he was calling himself Baby Dub back Baby then. Right? Dub Baby Dub back then. He is off B three, aka Full Moon. It's the only explanation to the question at hand. Like years pain gone away in a single day. Nothing that compares to the way you make me feel inside. 
inside And I'm so glad you're mine Oh, it's John That's so Jesus. good. Man, man, man. That's a good one, Chuck. Yes, Claude, what you got for us? So my favorite album is also B3, which is Full Moon, which in my mind is one of the best R&B albums of all time. Mm. Agreed. Ronnie Jerkins gets a crown for that album alone. Yeah. It's up there with like Tapestry, Carole King, and Alain, Jagged Little Pill, and Miseducation for me. It's just its own fucking thing. Yeah. Ugh, it gives me chill. I can do that album anytime. It's so good. It's so amazing. Yeah. It's masterful. Cutting edge too. It's but my favorite Brandy song mm. comes from B two. Mm. Never say never, and it would be almost doesn't count. Yeah. yeah. Almost doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Almost made you love me. Almost made you cry. Almost made you happy, babe Didn't I, didn't I You almost had me thinking You were turned around But everybody knows Almost doesn't count Almost heard you saying You were finally free What was always missing for you, babe Jesus. Brandy. I heard her sing that recently live. Actually, we were all there. Yeah, the yeah. BMI Awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brandy yeah. sung Almost Doesn't Count Live. And when I tell y'all it's masterful, it's perfection. Yes. Mm, but, we, but we're going to end this Brandy celebration on the music aficionado. Yes. B7. And present B- of the Stan account. Oh, the, <laughs> present <laughs> of the Stan account? The Rocker's own. Timon B. <laughs> so, favorite album, favorite song. So, favorite album is, of course, Full Moon. I remember being in ninth grade. Take us back. In ninth grade, spring of 2002. Mm-hmm. That very same week at my high school, I was coming from a rehearsal from, for a talent show. And I remember I saved, I, I didn't have a job at the time, so I saved like all of my allowance that my mom gave me um, for music always. But I knew that this album was coming. And I always bought Brandy stuff. Like, I've been following her since I was seven years old. On Thea. Since Thea. Since Thea. I knew it was like, it was like March 5th, 2002. I'll never forget. It was a Tuesday. And I remember seeing the album. You know how back in the day when you could see the album in the the sales paper on the Sunday before you go buy the record on Tuesday? I was like, Ma, you got to take me by Best Buy to get this album. And when I got that album and I unraveled it and I just saw how the, the new look, then the new sound. And I remember thinking in my head, like, this is different. And I started listening to music different, differently after 
I heard Full Moon. I agree. Like, I think that, the whole world did. Yeah. Tomorrow, the fact that you remember it, because that, that album actually came out March 5th of 2002. Yeah. <laughs> it was a Tuesday. years ago. Yeah. He was like, it was a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's it just like after that, the bar for me was set so high in terms of like just production and like even as a singer, like growing up singing, like I was like, okay. You have to like study this. Now, Never Say Never was already doing that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah. What needs to be said about it is that Full Moon changed the sound of music mm-hmm. yes. for R and B. Yes, definitely a game changer. It changed the way songwriters wrote. It changed the way we vocal arranged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How we stacked vocals. Yeah. How we punched lines. How we used auto tune. What adlibs should sound like. It changed all of that. Yeah. For R and B, and it's actually never been the same. Never, and and it's just like ever since then, I just. I think that album like truly locked me in as like someone who completely adores Brandy. And ever since then, I've just, even from that album to Aphrodisiac to even Human and then the unreleased stuff, like I just, everything that she puts her stamp on is just like, for me, it's, it, I eat it Masterful. up. Um, but as far as the favorite song, the, my favorite song comes from Full Moon mm-hmm. and it would definitely be like this. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. It would definitely be like this. Say this is so good to me. That's so good. Crazy. To dive a bit deeper into one of my favorite brandy cuts, like this, Fillionaire dialed up Mr. Joe Flip Wilson to ask him a couple questions. Let's go. Are you calling somebody? Who am I calling? Claude? Who am I calling? Hello? Joe Flip Wilson. Hill Thornton, the man, boss. Yo, man, come on. You're on the We Sound Crazy podcast with yours truly, Claude Kelly, Chuck Harmony, and Timon Bacon. Man, we sit up here celebrating the B7 release. Yeah, man. Man, we, we went back to full moon like this. Wow. Come oh, on, man. Wow. Like this. Come on, Joe. Flip. What's going like on? This. Flip. What can you say about like this? It is like this. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's, I mean, what can we say? Like, it's just cer- certain things are just in time. Certain things are like unstoppable and timeless. Cer- certain things are just about syncopation. And that record is just about a, 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 something that's timeless and that was in sync 
at that time that will play forever and forever. That's just those are things that just can't be recreated. They can't be thought of. It's just a vibe. It's just an energy. It's just a power that be. That I mean, I don't really know what else to say. Yo, take me back. What do you remember? Who called you to play on that record? Was it Rodney? Was it Bert? Was it Brand? Like, how did that come about? I so you know I'm a Jersey boy all day every day, and uh, you know Rodney Jerkins is definitely like like my little big homie, and uh, you know Rodney and I have we've been working together for a long time, and I gotta give him mad props like for that record and for the concept, of course with Sean Big Shiz, you know what I'm saying rest in heaven. Yes, um, yeah, you know the. You know, Rodney always, he's been calling me for years for records. And Rodney, I think, respects, the thing I love about Rodney is he respects real music. You know what I'm saying? He's a real musician himself, but he respects real music and real musicians. So Rodney called me and um, we were in Philly. He called me and was like, yo, I got a record that I need you to bless. And he had an idea. He had like a little whirly um, and some drums. He's like, yo, I just need you to come in and just put that flip thing on. Just do what you do. And the thing I love about Rodney is he always allows me to go in and he does, no one's there. It's just me and the beat. And I just go in and do what I do. So when I heard the record and I heard Rodney's worldly part, the 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 world the world listener that he put on there, it was just it was enough for me to just, you know, just to create all the colors around it. And so um, you know, I just sent Rodney back a whole bunch of like tracks and, and you know, Fender Rhodes, piano, Hammond, whatever I could put on it that I felt like it just needed that. Like it was it was churchy, but it was more like it just it just had a vibe and energy. Brandy's vocals was already done. So all I had to do was just kind of make it come to life, like with just colors. And so he just basically erased all the music and left what I did on it. And, and, and you know, of course, it's his program. So, yeah, that's that's basically how it went down. Man. Wow. So when you heard that final, the final mix of that record, like, did you know that that song would go forth and inspire a whole generation of people? Like, did you feel that when you finish listening to that final draft of the song well i'm gonna be honest with you i you know i'm not one of those guys um that sit around and we say yo this is a hit like we call it hits like like we know something more different than anybody else all all i knew is like i just put my heart and soul into it mm. you know i just put everything that i have every all the gift that god gave me i just put it all into the record and i knew and in my mind whether it's sold million <laughs> a billion or just one and went cardboard in my mind it was a hit record like it was out of this world so um you know only thing and then Rodney sent me a mix with the Hammond that was really really loud I wish that was the, the main mix but um the Hammond I like took it to church you know tried to like just give her a lot like you know a lot of just soul just a lot of heart so no I can't say we knew it was going to be a hit, but we walked. We all walked away with like this record is the greatest of all times. So it doesn't matter who agrees or not. Mm. It sounds like it. Yeah, man. It sounds like y'all went in there, yeah. did your thing, and, was, and Mike dropped. Like now, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it was fun. It, it was fun, and, it, and again, it's just it's just with synergy. Yeah. And again, like mad props to Ronnie. You just you know he calls who he knows that doesn't think about anything but just putting their heart and soul into a record so he always allows me to do that and that's what i did and it's, i mean 
you know, a lot of times I'll do a record. I won't even listen to it because I'm on to the next. But, you know, every time I hear it, I still get the same chills. Crazy. But, man, I appreciate you, bro. Like, I just... Yeah, man. Always being Joe Flip Wilson, man. One of my favorite people. Yeah. I'm telling y'all, oh, like, man. Flip is like, because just his ear... It's just his approach. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. All y'all in the room know how much I love y'all niggas. Y'all like, for real, for real, I just need everybody to send me a dollar and I'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll man. be good. Joe Flo <laughs> Wilson, man. Y'all, man. Man, love thank you, you brother. Man. Love, you, bro. love you, bro. Man, we sound love crazy, too, man. man. Thank you, Joe Flo Wilson. We sound crazy. Yeah, I got to tell you one of my favorite brandy joints, man. This is, I'm going to go back on this one. Y'all know this one? This one with the Wanye or no? Yeah. The Soul Power Mix. I think that's what it's called. Soul Shock and Carlin. Is that Soul Shock and Carlin? Soul Power. Soul Power, yeah. Brandy Norwood. Yeah, man. That was actually on B1. <laughs> Yo, you know, you know what people sleep on from B4? From B4. That's aphrodisiac. Ah, okay. Is 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 that Kanye first single? Yeah. Talk about our love is bonkers. I remember that summer, man. You know, I just I remember that summer and um at that point she was 10 years removed from her first record and um I, re- I remember personally feeling like, ooh, I don't know how this is going to sound, her and Kanye West. Um, but then when I heard it, I was like, this is dope. And then to get the full body of work. Um, one thing I appreciate about Brandy with each album is even when you hear the first single, is never a true indicator of the full breadth of the, 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 the full body of work. Mm. You, you're always going to be surprised and shocked to, when you open the record and you listen to it. It's never... An indication of what that first single is. So, when I heard the record, it was like what, what June two thousand four, two thousand four. Yeah, yeah. Remember. and um, I remember going to Target. Target and Target. like Target. I think like maybe four people behind. <laughs> they were behind me, and we all went in the the music section at the same time, and we all picked up a copy of Aphrodisiac. <laughs> What you hit this time? Gonna speak your mind. I know somebody's lying. It's always something. Her auntie told your cousin. Then all your homies jump in. And now the whole hood's buzzing. He said, she said, don't let it get in. Baby, don't say something that you will regret. I'm on your team. It's us against them. You see, hey, we ain't gon' stop. They just want what we got. Brandy. Is it, I was gonna say Rihanna, but I like Moesha, but. Brandy Rihanna. <laughs> Rihanna. <laughs> Norwood. That Moesha. And shout out to Moesha. This is actually gonna be on Netflix. I keep asking, yeah. when is Disney gonna put the Brandy Cinderella out? Yeah. We went in Houston. Is that not on Disney? No. No, really? It's nowhere. It's possible. 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 It's possible.
you know, I've always heard there's been a lot of like legal stuff with that movie. Like they try to do a soundtrack. I just read a good yeah. article I need to send you, by the way, about how that Cinderella version came about from like 10 years before when Wendy Houston had it. Like she had it before Bodyguard. Really? Yeah. I'm going to find it and send it to you. And Please. it talks about how like they got all the different players and Whoopi Goldberg to get involved and Brandy and the whole night. Because by the time they got it done, Whitney was too old to play Cinderella. Mm-hmm. So she chose Brandy. Wow. I, I just, I really wish, like we deserve a, a an official soundtrack for that movie and we deserve to have it on to stream. Um, at this point, we deserve. It's also on YouTube, but I've, that's why I watched yes, it. I watched. Well, it. I have the DVD. Oh, okay. Well, lucky you. You know, I have a DVD. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. So apparently, everyone's up in arms because the CEO of Spotify, his name is Daniel Eck. Yes. His quote today is about artists. You can't record music once every three to four years and think that's going to be enough. The artists today that are making it realize that it's about creating a continuous engagement with their fans. It's about putting the work in, about the storytelling around the album, and about keeping a continuous dialogue with your fans. I guess everyone's angry that he's saying you can't wait three or four years in between products anymore. Thoughts? Mm. I see what he's saying. I don't know if I totally agree because, and I I get it, it's not the 90s anymore. It's not... 20 years ago, but I think a lot of times when you got music on an assembly line and you're constantly rushing stuff out or you're constantly putting stuff out, especially when you're, when it's not an artist that's like self-contained and can, you know, they can actually do it themselves. I think you kind of sacrifice the integrity of the music when you, when you're constantly on a spin wheel of just rolling records out constantly. It kind of takes away from the, 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 the greatness of the music. Like I just think about you know, Brandy's album that came out, it took her three, almost four years to put that entire album together, you know, or even some of her past albums. I think about Stevie Wonder, like he he probably sat with a record, a full body of work for four years. And it's just like, you know, what if he was constantly trying to crank out this stuff? I see what he's saying, but I don't necessarily know if I agree with that. Because mm. I think a lot of times the the real poignant albums that really have an effect on us are albums that people really lock in and they take their time. Um, and, and there are some exceptions. You know, you hear stories where people say, you know, well, we recorded this album in two weeks mm-hmm. and it still comes out to be something of great merit. But you really shouldn't rush that process. You really shouldn't feel like, you, oh, I have to get a single out in six months or get, an, get another album out in six months. And I truly miss the days when you could put a record out and it'll take an artist a whole three years just to work a record because it's being that well received. Well, that's what people are complaining about. I think that they're saying like he's short-sighted because the process of putting out music is not just to put it out, like because he's a tech guy. Right. Mm-hmm. So he thinks that music is something you just put out and then you put it out again and you put it out again. The reason that albums take three or four years to put out is because when you put an album out, it takes about three years to get, if you're at the best, yeah. get around the world and and do and explore all the things that that music can do in small shows, big shows, mm-hmm. sync, international travel local travel and, that, and that's that's for the that's for the the biggest artist in the world that has has a chance to do that so that's what people are complaining about. they're saying it's, yeah. they're saying it's insensitive to actually what music is about I, I mean you know as a creative you can't help but but be kind of um saddened by what he's saying because what what he's actually talking about is music being disposable it's, it's actually just a talking point the album mm. process mm. is just 
a reason for you to engage with these fans. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of like this thing is not the main thing. The main thing is is the engagement. And really, for true artists, the main thing is the music. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it really is the your expression. Why do you have fans? Like why why would anybody even care to engage with you unless you have a special gift? And if you weren't excellent at a thing. And you're not excellent at a thing. And that kind of formulaic approach to music doesn't allow for growth in artists because if you don't, if you don't have time to live, then what you writing about the next album. Exactly. And if you don't have time to grow and explore different sounds and, and, and all of that, then what are you actually doing, but actually duplicating or riding this wave into this wave is over and you end up on a reality show and cooking and all kinds of other stuff that, that happens from that. I believe that we need to we need to take music seriously again, yeah. just for the salvation of it. All of us have benefited from music and what it provided, not just financially, but what it provided in your life. Like you talk so much about just going to the store and opening this package and all of that stuff. None of that stuff would exist if people didn't take their time and, and really right. do work. You know what I'm saying? Like you would have never had that experience as a person. Music is, is such a valuable thing. And so anytime that anybody's um, speech is is that of devaluing something so valuable, it just make you, I mean, you, you can't really knock evolution. So I'm not, I'm not really trying to be stuck in a way. What I am saying is that let's just not make a way. Let's just not not have a formula and just let people do what they need to do to get this creativity out. So also just the extreme arrogance of a billionaire CEO of a music company where no artist is getting paid what they need to get paid from streaming, having the nerve to suggest how artists should make their music and at what rate when they can't even get to the bottom of how to pay them at the rate that they're making it at right now. They got to the bottom. <laughs> they're not paying, paying nobody. They, they, they got to the bottom of it. Don't pay us shit. They don't but, pay us shit. I mean, feel like you oversee many artists who have to turn in albums and that you, that you have to put out. What he's suggesting is that the rate at which you as a label executive would be putting out music would have to change. Yeah, it's that's a much bigger conversation, you know, that I, I love to explore here. I, I heard <laughs> Steve Stout recently on The Breakfast Club. Yes. You know, he touched on, you know, is there a need for major labels? Yeah. Mm. And I have thoughts there, and I think we should really dedicate some real time to really talk about, mm. you know, is there a need for major labels? Is mm. it okay to do it independent? Like pros, cons. Yeah. That's yeah. a good conversation. That, that is, is a, a good real case. conversation. Yeah, man. Yes. And, it, and it needs to be had in this time because what 2020 is teaching us is that there is a transition in happening, whether we want to admit it or not. And so I just want, I want music just as a fan of music, not so much as a, as it being my profession, but as a fan of music, I just want music to take the center stage that it deserves once again, not just be the afterthought. Like I want, I want music shows and music things and artists and all of this to, to get back to taking center stage. And I, I hesitate for saying that because rap music and hip hop music is really center stage. But for, for me, for sung music, I, I just wanted to, I want us to get them props again. And we got to, Greatness is required from Which all means of us. you can't devalue it. You can't devalue it. Crazy! Hey, We Sound Crazy listeners. We hope you're enjoying the episode so far. 
Thanks to Fillionaire and his magical Rolodex, we were also able to talk to R&B singer and star of The Shy, Mr. Jacob Lattimore. Check it out. Yo, Jacob. Yo. Yes, sir. What's up, man? This is a Fillionaire, man. The We Sound Crazy podcast, man. I got my brothers Chuck Harmony, Claude Kelly, and Timon Bacon here. How you doing, bro? Hey, hey. What's going on, family? What's I'm good. Going on? What up? What up? What up, man? Yo, so, yo, Jacob, we were just playing your new single, That Ass, uh, and talking about the video as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with Eric Bellinger. I, 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 I wanted to give you a big compliment on that video. I really enjoy it. Yeah, there's, there are things to enjoy really in the video. Enjoyed. Oh, man. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> Shout out to uh, my, my guy, TJ. He, uh, he run a modeling company called Lush Models, so he just pull up with, he pull up with however many you need. And then uh <laughs> hey, hey, TJ you know? TJ call me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, does TJ call us? <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, so that's the that's your newest release as a part of a, a EP album. What's coming on the horizons for you in, in music? Yeah, yeah, I got a um I'm gonna drop an EP on my birthday, man. I'm just I'm just having fun with music, man. It's just like I'm not taking it super, super serious like I used to, to be honest. It's just like, mm. I'm just having fun with it. You know, I'm releasing music when I want to. Right. And it's going to be my birthday. You know what I mean? I'm actually, I'm turning 24 this year. I had the, I had the idea to, um, I had the idea kind of like right after I, I, I dropped my last project. I was like, and I never dropped two projects in one year before. And um, I think, uh, you know, we in the day and age now, it's just, Keep dropping content, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they like it, they want it. Jacob, you've been on the scene both sides of the industry, both on the major record label side and on the independent side. You got a preference? Um, honestly, man, I, I love I love where I'm at right now. To be honest, I I, I feel free. To be honest, I just mm. feel like I can work with anybody I, I really want to work with. To be honest, and just um, as long as the energy is good, you know, we can we can make anything possible. Um, shout out to Empire and Gazi over there for, you know, investing in me and you know what I mean, just like and allowing me to just do what I want to do. And uh yeah, it's it's been it's been good. It's been great. Crazy. I started knowing who you were years ago as an actor. Um and honestly I feel like one of my favorite movies that really did not get enough love was Collateral Beauty, which you were in with uh with Will Smith. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite movies from a few years back. Tell me which is a bigger love for you? Is it the music, the movies? Like, what what do you gravitate toward first? Um, honestly, I love both. I think um, I, I, music was my first love, but I've I've developed a huge love for acting mainly because of uh, the great people I've got to work with in this short this short time period. You know, I've only been acting for maybe a little like ten plus years, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. And then once I got started, I was working with, you know, some of the greatest actors. Yeah. Forrest mm-hmm. Whitaker was 
you know, uh, a part of, I think it was my second film I ever did. Um, and then it was Maze Runner, then it was Ride Along, and then it was, it was uh, uh, Collateral Beauty Detroit, Slight. And then it was just like, I'm working with all these great actors. I must be on to something, you know what I mean? Mm. And I just felt like the universe was telling me, like, don't shy away from, you know, your other talents because it may feel uncomfortable. So that's where, uh, that's what I did, man. I stepped into the uncomfortable zone and just got comfortable, you know what I mean? And, and started to really, to really love it. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love being able to, you know, jump into character with the shy or with another film and then drop some music and be Jacob. And, you know, it's just, the, it's, it's probably the freedom I think any artist would wish for. We sound crazy. Speaking of the shot, man, you doing it? You killing it on the shot, man. man. Yes. Killing it. Thank you, bro. Still, I think I'm caught up on the show at this point. I, you cooking the Sunny's uh, uh, chicken spot, man. After hours, man, with my with my sister Lala up there, man. How, how's it been working with Lala? Oh, uh, she's super cool. She's super dope, man. She, um, you know, she just love to work and she love to pull up on set and just make the scenes work. And um, you know, I'm super proud of her. You know, I think. Uh, you know, she just, she just super strong and just like she, you know, she just do her no, no matter what. And uh, I love it. Crazy. I mean, obviously you do acting and singing, but you have a fantastic voice. And I'm curious to know who your influences were and are coming up. Who do you study? Like when you want to learn things or you just want to get into your zone and figure out like, you know, how can I be a better singer? Who do you listen to? Um, Honestly, my, my top two probably was Michael and Usher, to be honest. Mm. Uh a lot of Usher. Um, I remember, you know, I, I used to watch the Usher's Confession Tour. The, I had that DVD. I don't know if y'all remember that. It was called yeah, The Truth Tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nigga, I had that DVD. I watched it every day. No cap. Every day. I mean, like, it was, like, faithfully. Like, I, I memorized the choreography. I remember, I remember wanting to work with Usher's choreographer. I said, whoever did this choreography, I want to work with them. And I, and I, and that that's what came true. I worked with Ty Sams, you know, who was, you know, a, a huge part of Usher's um, come up. Mm, um, and cool. I worked with him. And then I started to see Omarion stuff. And I was like, all right, who does Omarion stuff? And then, so I like I started working with Roro, you know, who did Touch and mm. Icebox. But I got Icebox So I'm like, I got Ty Sams and Roro in one in one room, like, and that's when I made nothing on me. Uh was what was yeah. like a, a video I had dropped when I was like 14 years old. So that was a collaboration of just so many creatives in one room that which really made that um a stamp for me as a dancer, you know what I'm saying, and as yeah. a performer. Guess what? You ain't got nothing on me. No, you ain't got nothing on me. I mean, obviously, Chris, man, Chris, Chris is amazing. I, I got a chance to see him live just last year when he was in Chicago and got to chop it up with him and play him some records. And, you know, we talked about eventually getting in the studio and just like, you know, I, I love Chris, man. I, I, I admire everybody, you know what I'm saying? Just anybody really, anybody really doing it. I mean, you're talking about greats, though. I mean, yeah. 
every every person you mentioned is is a master of their craft. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I would say Usher doesn't gain enough love for being for being pretty legendary of an artist in general. So yeah. yes, sir, yes, sir. I, I honestly feel like during Confessions, Usher like primetime Usher is not. I, I I put him number one to be honest. Like. When it came to vocals and just performance, charisma, mm. mic stand tricks. I mean, mm, like, yeah. like I don't like y'all really gotta go back. <laughs> like when we really go back and watch, cause I be kind of debating with some of my peers about. I'm like, nah, like y'all gotta really, y'all gotta understand, fam. Like Usher was just like, he was, you know, he had everything, and and then the the amount of preparation that went into those tours back then. Um, which is incredible. Like mm-hmm. Usher rehearsed five months before tour. He right. ran and sang at the same time. It was like he was different. He yeah. was a different. He was a different guy. He yeah, was man. different. We sound crazy. What's your favorite Usher record? Oh man, ooh, uh, probably Superstar. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I love that song. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Superstar. I'm thinking you like a super you are. That's crazy. Yeah. Dre and Vidal on the production. Dre yes, and Vidal. Faith Evans on background. Faith Evans on backgrounds. Crazy. That's a classic. Crazy. I should got I should got slaps. I mean, it's too many to name. The whole yeah. Confessions album, eighty seven on one. My way is like unstoppable. It's crazy because I feel like I feel like Confessions went, went went diamond. So you almost people people don't talk about eighty seven on one. You talk about the other day. Eighty seven on one yeah. had was like what was actually what set up the yeah, sound for Confessions. Yeah. yeah, definitely. You remind, you remind me. You remind was on there. Twerk it out. Yeah. You don't have to call. Was on you that eighty seven on one record. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't have to call, bro. That track, call. that track. That's my favorite one. Much love for much love to Usher. I, I love that you said that because people don't say him enough. That's 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 real. Yeah, talk. it's about time for him to start getting some lifetime achievement. Hey Jacob, who who's an artist that we would, people would be surprised to see or hear on your, that's on your playlist? Uh, on my playlist, um, honestly, um, I kind of listen to some old uh, Smokey Robinson sometimes. Mm. Um, Gang banging. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, yo, I see, I see that. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Ding ding ding! I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, when did he do this? When? What like, year wait, was that? And why they let him do it? <laughs> right. That's I terrible. think. It, but you know, it's Smokey, so we just like, come on, yeah, we let yeah. you Smokey. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we love, love Smokey. Smokey. <laughs> Smokey do whatever the fuck he wants, actually. At this right. point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, but seriously, which Smokey records were you were you grooving to? Um, uh, that ooh, baby, baby. Yeah. All the stuff he wrote for like the Temptations too, you know. What yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah. You know, he was such a songwriter. He was he, one he, of the best. One of the best that ever did it. Songwriters, yeah. man. Yeah. Yep. Jacob, no, Jacob, no. He went. He in them crates. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I, I, I know my history a little bit. I mean, obviously, I ain't you know I ain't super well rounded on all the old school music. I just the Temptations movie was something I grew up on that TV film, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, like I I watched this movie every day, and I used to I used to think the real actors was the actual guys, and then my grandfather would be like, nah, that ain't the real, that ain't the real group, son. Like mm. this is the real group. So I would look it up, and I'd be like, whoa, this was Paul. This was like mm-hmm. Paul could really dance. Like oh, yeah. he could really, really dance. You know what I'm saying? So. It was cool. Crazy. Jacob, who who's who who's your dream collaboration? Dream collabo right now. Um I wanna get in with Justin Bieber. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, man. Yeah, I wanna get in with Bieber, bro. I, I feel like, you know, um obviously I wanna get in with the R and B more of the R and B cats like Chris Brown and um just other R and B artists, but you know, I really wanna I wanna go to that acoustic vibe and just like Get some with JB. That'd be crazy. Yeah, man. Vocally, you'd show him up. Just keeping a trail. <laughs> hey, you know, we just we just have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna call it like it is. But it would, but it, would it would be interesting collab for sure. Yes, sir. We sound crazy. Hey, Jacob. We appreciate you, man. Here, the We Sound Crazy podcast. When you in Nashville, come come holler at your brothers, man. We appreciate your time. Yeah, man. I got you, bro. Much love. Thank y'all. All, All right, buddy. Bro. All right, man. We sound crazy. Esther Roll Award. Savoy Records' own Queen, Queen Esther Roll. Thank you again, yeah. Timon Bacon, for discovering this gem in musical history. We're, it's that time. The Esther Roll Black Excellence Award. It's it's time. It's time. It's that it's time. time. It's time. Black to, excellence. To honor some black excellence. Shouldn't we always be honoring black excellence? Yeah, man. Yes, 24-7, 365. And yeah. so we're going to remind y'all. To keep it blackity black. Blackity black, black, black. As you see, my shirt today says, <laughs> I, I am, am black, black history. history. Yeah, how about that? So, so thank you. So you dressed for the occasion. I was dressed for the occasion. I'll go first. Oh. He's a rapper. He's oh. an actor. He's oh. a philanthropist. He's an, just an all-around great guy. Got a great station on Sirius XM as well. LL Cool J. Oh. Mm. oh. Thank you to my girlfriend. She recommended LL. So I said, you know what? She's like, you know who she nominate for Irby? And I'm like, oh, she's like, y'all can't L-L be cooking. cheating. But, but that's the absent team. But that's the absentee ballot. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So LL Cool J is Billionaire's nomination for the Esther Roll Black Excellence Award. Yeah. Okay. okay. Claude, who you got? I have someone who is already, I think, considered legendary, but I don't think that we give him enough props. Songwriter, artist, International star Lionel Richie. Lionel. Oh, you would one up me when you. Lionel. <laughs> Lionel. Bro, we are the world. Yeah. Wow. Lionel. Bread. Tomorrow, who you got? So um, I've been listening to a lot of like Philly soul 
as you should. In the last couple of weeks, um, just digging into like OJ's and Gene Carn and um, just a lot of stuff from Philly International. And so this is a duo, but I want to nominate Gamble and Huff for yeah. the Irving. Whoa. Irving yeah, just yeah. We, when, yeah. We, when we talk about like just the, the fabric mm. of black music and soul music, like mm. wow. they, people that's, hint that's, at them. But we don't. You just made it hard. We don't really go into like the the, the breadth of what they did for for music. So, Gambling Huff is my he nomination. Said, he said the breadth. The breadth. The breadth of what they did. Breath. Yo, Gambling Huff. That, that Philly. Yeah, you, you, inter- uh, international catalog. If you get a if you get a chance, put on Gene Carn. My love don't come easy. Wow, a Timon suggestion. Yeah. We, should, we should have like a, a Timon suggestion corner you know, <laughs> every episode versus that thing that he listened to. That's good though, Timon. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. So good, Chuck Harmony. I'm gonna come a little current with this one, but I was watching uh, BT Soul. We both were me and Claude mm-hmm. in the studio, and they had this Tyrese appreciation thing. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And yes. Real talk, as I was working on music, all of these songs would come on. I was like, yo, I got to turn that one up because I remember that one. And then I turned it back down and tried to work. And then it'd be like, I got to turn this one up because I like this. And I did it like six or seven times. And then after I did it, then I started thinking about his acting career. And I'm like, yo, I I told Claude, I was like, yo, Tyrese legit had a crazy career. Has. Has. Yeah, yeah, let me say has. has, yeah. I'm talking about up to this point, but you're right. Let me say has had a crazy career in music and and entertainment, man. Yeah. And we we definitely don't give him the props that he deserves for what what he's done. And, yo, let's let's just talk about the Coca-Cola commercial that started it off. Iconic. Iconic. Yeah. Model. Franchise, uh, movies. All that. Like, big budget yeah. franchise movie. He's a part of it. Was in the Usher My Way video. Yeah. Right. Baby Boy Lord. Baby Boy. Jody. Jody. <laughs> Jody. <laughs> wow, that's you know a tough one this week. So we got, just to Woo! recap, we've got LL Cool J, yeah, man. Lionel Richie, Richie, Gamble and Huff, and Tyrese, and Tyrese. Gibson. Ooh. Tyrese Gibson. Tyrese Gibson. Wow. And I, I hung with Tyrese doing Kirk Franklin's 50th birthday celebration early in the year. Tyrese was there sitting next to Denzel Washington. Mm. Oh, wow. It was it was iconic. And I was like, I'm in the right room. Thank yeah, you, yeah, Kirk, thank you think, Kirk Franklin, for I think, inviting I think, me. I think, I think I've decided. I think, <laughs> actually, I'm, what I'm going to say is, I think I've decided already who I want to win in my mind. And you guys, some of you guys have swayed me. And wow. I appreciate that. Wow. For my own nomination. Yeah. We got so many great ones this week. Yes. So I guess all in favor, I guess, is this when we just do... Your hand for who you basically you can only vote once is this? The yeah, same? I, th- I think Let's it's good that. because to to your point, you know what I'm saying. Like if somebody can be swayed from their vote, yeah, it, it, yes, it, it's just good, man. It's good if one of us can be swayed. It's good. So Let's go. Let's awesome. Go. All right, so let's go. Uh, first up, LL Cool J. Wow, zero, zero. I didn't. Even we vote. love LL. We love LL. And, so this is and, hard. and also, ladies love LL. Yeah, they love him more than they we do. They love Cool James, but more than we do. But go ahead. Lionel Richie of the Commodores. Of <laughs> the Commodores. Lionel <laughs> Richie, how many? I mean, I'm looking around the room. Okay, Hello. zero. Hello. There's the votes are you looking for? No. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Gamble and Leon Huff, a.k.a. Gamble and Huff. We got two hands up. Philly International. I see, okay, the, it's the cool side of the room. <laughs> <laughs> And last but not least, Tyrese. 
Wow. Two for Tyrese. Two for Tyrese. Can, can, Tyrese. I, can I make a play for why? Because I, I want to understand this low, yo. Why y'all would vote for Tyrese over Gamble and Huff? Gamble and Huff is actually one of, one of our heroes, too. Like, Absolutely. So it's crazy. But the reason I'm voting for Tyrese is that by the definition of what the Irby is, Gamble and Huff is no question they're legendary. There's no question. But when I think about like who actually, like no one paid attention to all the fucking shit they did, like he just spelled it out. I'm like, are you talking about someone that's like in the, I think right now is the biggest movie franchise of all time, maybe, like Fast and Furious? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I, I just felt like giving it to the person that, again, would be the underdog compared to these people. Yeah. Wow, so we're going up, it's a tie. Uh, let's go again, Gamble and Huff, all hands, all hands. Timon is still up. We got one for Gambling Huff. I love you, Kenny Gamble and Leon Huff. Y'all are legends. Legends. Icons. Legends. We hope to have you on the podcast after this. <laughs> please don't hate us. Deanna, help. Deanna, help. Please help. <laughs> she used to be my girl. Shout out to Deanna Williams. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that was about her, the OJ's record. It used to be my girl. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. So she, I, I didn't realize if, that. To... If they ever come on the podcast, they can tell us more. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So I guess Tyrese is the winner for the Esther role because I'm voting I'm Tyrese. Tyrese. We got three votes in favor like of Tyrese. That. Yeah, man. Yes, yes. I really Shout like out that. to Tyrese. 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 Gets Tyrese. Deserves, yeah, man. Black tie. Yo, there's a performance of him. I think it was on BT with him and Leandria. Yeah. yeah. Celebration of gospel. Yeah, man. Yes. Strong as just people go watch and that people, performance. People forget that he can sing, sing, like, sing, sing. sing. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, it's, it's no bullshit. Congratulations to Tyrese. You are this week's recipient of the Estero Black Excellence Award here at the We Sound Crazy Podcast. Yeah, man. Congratulations, Tyrese. Tyrese. Whoop. Tyrell. We sound crazy. So what we going out on, fellas? You know, Brandy always loved Whitney Houston. Mm. Wow. That's true. That's her fave. statement. That was her fave. And you know who also loves Whitney Houston? Timon. <laughs> Very true. And so, in the spirit of keeping this 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 little this little love circle of of great female singers alive, Timon, pick a Whitney Houston song Ooh. that would both please you and Brandy. Ooh, let's go out on. That's good. Under pressure. Ooh, that's <laughs> a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. Um, make it good. Okay, I'm gonna pick something from Whitney's third studio album. Ooh. I'm your baby tonight. W three, <laughs> <laughs> W three, and I think I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick. I'm your baby tonight. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna and pick. That's good. That's something uplifting for yeah, people too. Yeah, I think I'm gonna pick that. I've I've heard Brandy just talk about how much she loves that particular album and the Who Do You Love song. She you know kind of re- makes reference to all the time. But I'm your baby tonight since that's like the. The pivotal moment on that record. That's a great record. That's yeah. Whitney at her vocal peak, in my opinion. Yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah, yeah. At me on socials if you disagree. I absolutely. don't care. That's that's Babyface as well. <laughs> absolutely. Me. LA. LA Reed and Babyface. LA and Face. LA and Face. <laughs> I also picked this one because this is, you know, y'all know I always have to take it back to, you know, the early years, but this is one of my first cassettes that I ever owned. Wow. And um, I remember like being so excited that I had it that I slept with the damn tape. And I just played it over and over again until it popped. But yeah, I'm your baby tonight, Whitney Houston. I'm your baby tonight. Thank you to our producer, Guru. Thank you so much, man. Woo. We appreciate Thanks, you. Guru. Man, follow us on all 
socials. We Sound Crazy Podcast, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Follow us, please. Follow us, please. Subscribe to YouTube as well. Yes. Whitney, yeah. thank you. Until next time.